Hey, it's Brian, and maybe you're surprised to find me in your podcast feed again so soon. But we are in the Burr months now, you know, September, October, etc. And for people like you and me, that means the holiday season is more or less upon us. So I figured I'd ease us into the 2019 season with some bonus episodes. So keep a lookout here because I'll be releasing one or two a month between now and Thanksgiving when we kick things off officially. Now before we get to this episode, I have some announcements. This coming season of Christmas Past is going to be the biggest and best yet, because I'll be doing the first live show of Christmas Past on Sunday, November 24th at the Great Dickens Christmas Fair in San Francisco, and I'll be joined by Tim Babb from Can't Wait for Christmas. More details are coming soon, so make sure you follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you're in the Bay Area, make sure you come. I'd love to meet you. This coming season also includes a special six-part series in addition to the normal episodes and live show. Again, more details are coming soon. And something else I'm really excited to tell you about is ChristmasCon on November 8th, 9th, and 10th in Edison, New Jersey. My new friends at That's For Entertainment have put together a first-of-its-kind convention. You can see and even meet the stars of your favorite Christmas movies. People like Lacey Chabert, Alicia Witt, and Aaron Krakow, among many others. All of the celebrity guests will offer autographs, selfies, professional photo ops, and Q&A panels. And Alicia Witt will take the stage for a one-night-only concert on Saturday, November 9th. There's also going to be a holiday market, an ugly sweater contest, a toy drive for Toys for Tots, and, of course, it's a Christmas convention, a visit from Santa Claus himself. But guess who else is going to be there? Me! I'm so excited to announce that I'll be participating on a Q&A panel of Christmas podcasters, and I would love to see you there. Stay tuned on social media for more details as they become available. You'll also want to check out thatsforentertainment.com. That's that's the number four, entertainment.com. It's where you can get all the details, and more importantly, where you can get tickets before they're all gone. I hope to see you at ChristmasCon November 8th, 9th, and 10th at the New Jersey Convention and Expo Center in Edison, New Jersey. Okay, now on to the episode. Joanna Wilson has spent nearly 20 years collecting and documenting Christmas entertainment. She's the author of several books, including The Christmas TV Companion and Tis the Season TV. She also blogs on the topic at christmastvhistory.com, and most recently, she has created a five-part podcast series. Joanna appeared on Christmas Pass during the 2017 season to discuss Christmas animated specials. And this bonus episode of Christmas Past is dedicated to part two of Joanna's series, where she goes into Christmas animation in much greater detail. I asked Joanna why she wanted to make this podcast. Well, I've been working nearly 20 years collecting and documenting Christmas TV episode specials and made-for-TV movies. And there's a huge difference between collecting this data, but also synthesizing it into a context and a history that's meaningful. And as I'm approaching next year, the second edition updated version of the encyclopedia I wrote, Tis a Season TV, will be released. I've never been in a better position and more aware of the difference between that data collection and synthesizing the information. So this podcast is about creating a history and a context of what Christmas TV history actually is. You can find all of the episodes on select podcast platforms like SoundCloud, and more are coming soon. Or you can go to christmastvhistory.com. Now I'll be back at the end, but for now, here's Joanna. 
I'm Joanna Wilson, the author of Tis a Season TV, the encyclopedia of Christmas-themed episodes, specials, and made-for-TV movies. I've been a pop culture junkie my whole life and went on to earn a bachelor's degree in film studies. I've been researching and writing about Christmas on TV for nearly 20 years, and I'm currently finalizing the updated second edition of the encyclopedia, which will come out next year in 2020. Some of you may know me from one of my other books, such as Triple Dog Dare, Watching and Surviving the 24-Hour Marathon of a Christmas Story, The Christmas TV Companion, or even Merry Musical Christmas Volume 1, the best musical performances in sitcoms and dramas. Whatever brought you here, you should know, Christmas TV history is kind of my thing. Thanks for tuning in. This episode's title is The Story of Christmas TV Animation. Christmas entertainment many of us seem most nostalgic about are the animated TV specials from the 1960s. I'm talking about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, A Charlie Brown Christmas, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, and Frosty the Snowman. Even though each one is at least 50 years old, yes, even Frosty turns 50 in 2019, they still all air on TV each year. Many of us own these four on home video first on VHS, then DVD, and now on Blu-ray, and we watch them year after year. In 2018, Rudolph airing on CBS beat the competition airing against it in the valuable demographic of 25 to 54-year-olds and attracting 8.14 million viewers. Not bad for a TV special airing every year for the past 54 years. There's really nothing else on TV to compare that kind of success to. More people watch the Super Bowl and the Academy Awards ceremony, but those TV specials are different every year. Rudolph is the same TV special, the same story that we watch year after year. Nostalgia is powerful. Christmas TV animation history is making TV history. Let's examine this in more detail. First, let me define what I'm talking about. What I'm most interested in is original animation made specifically for television. Animation began appearing on TV at Christmas in the late 50s. Walt Disney aired a special entitled From All of Us to All of You starting in 1958. It would re-air every couple years through the 60s and 70s, but would be slightly different each time. But From All of Us to All of You was a collection of clips from Disney's archives of animated theatrical release movies and short films. Disney has always excelled at recycling their own material. What brought original Christmas animation to TV were changes in the animation industry itself in the 1950s and 60s. Television was seen as a possible area of expansion and growth. The Hollywood film industry owned or controlled many of the successful animation studios who made product for theatrical release cartoon shorts. Animators broke off from these studio animation factories and began their own independent companies which were looking for work. It was this explosion of output in the 60s and 70s, and even the 80s, that brought original animation and animated series to television. The very first original Christmas animated TV special was Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol in 1962. Yes, it's an adaptation of Charles Dickens' Christmas Carol, but here, the nearsighted Magoo is an actor in a Broadway musical version of the story. 
The hour-long program is efficient in its adaptation and features six original songs created by the famed Broadway songwriters, composer Jules Stein and lyricist Bob Merrill. The animation company UPA made the TV special featuring Mr. Magoo a proven property from his familiarity in theatrical release film shorts. The next Christmas animated TV special was 1964's Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, created by Rankin Bass. Arthur Rankin Jr. and Jules Bass were already making commercials and TV series when they produced Rudolph based on the popular song. The animation used to make Rudolph is stop motion, a technique that is as old as filmmaking itself. However, Rankin Bass called their productions Animagic. The unique look of the TV special comes from finely photographing figures or a sort of puppet to simulate movement. It is not clay. Although I still regularly see people referring to Rudolph as claymation, for the record, Rankin Bass never worked in clay. I'll return to a fantastic example of Christmas claymation later. In addition to making Rudolph, Rankin Bass went on to make 19 more Christmas and New Year's animated TV specials, an episode, and even a theatrical release movie. I could do a whole installment of this audio history series just on Rankin Bass's outstanding Christmas and New Year's output. In the meantime, let's move further along the timeline. With the success of these two Christmas animated TV specials, more were created. In 1965, producer Lee Mendelson and animator Bill Melendez worked with the comic strip creator Charles Schultz on A Charlie Brown Christmas. Many industry rules were bent or broken on this project. For example, they hired children to voice the characters instead of hiring professional actors. Contemporary jazz was used in the soundtrack, an unusual choice for a children's program at that time, and the characters express a distrust of the commercialism of the holiday, depression, and one even quotes directly from the Bible, all very serious topics for adults, let alone for an audience of children viewers. But these broken rules are what continue to make this Christmas animated TV special stand out. A Charlie Brown Christmas would also be the beginning of what was to become a long list of animated TV specials and series featuring Schultz's Peanuts characters. 1966 saw the debut of How the Grinch Stole Christmas, created by Chuck Jones, working with Dr. Seuss. The book from which this animated Christmas TV special was adapted had been released a decade earlier. Both men were masters at their craft at this point in their careers. Chuck Jones had already left Warner Brothers, where he made some of the best of the Looney Tunes cartoons with the characters Bugs Bunny, Wile E. Coyote, and the Roadrunner, Daffy Duck, and others. The story of the Grinch is so beloved that there have been two additional interpretations of the original story, including a live-action feature-length film in 2000 and a feature-length animated movie released in 2018. 1969 saw the debut of Frosty the Snowman, another much-beloved Rankin-Bass animated TV special. This one, as you know, is traditional animation and not animagic or stop-motion like Rudolph is. Rankin Bass worked in both stop-motion and traditional animation. You know, the animation we're all familiar with from Saturday morning cartoons. The story of Frosty, much like the TV special Rudolph, was adapted from an already popular song of the time. The wave of TV specials that I just listed was a golden age of Christmas animation on television. Despite the five decades since each of them made their debut, most of these titles still top many critics and fans' list of favorite Christmas TV programs of all time. 
The network's incredible success with these Christmas animated TV specials also created a demand for more content. At the end of the 1960s, an explosion of opportunity kicked open the doors for many more Christmas animated projects. Before I move any further along talking about TV specials, let's take a minute to discuss Christmas animation from regular series on television. The 1960s also saw original animation produced for regular series. The fifth season of The Flintstones in 1964 saw a Christmas Flintstone episode with Fred doing such a good job working as the Macy Rock department store Santa Claus that he's recruited to fill in at the last minute for the real Santa on Christmas Eve. There are several holiday installments from The Gumby Show, most notably 1963's Santa Witch, which certainly went on to influence Tim Burton. Animator Art Clokey's other series, Davy and Goliath, a gently religious program, featured the 1965 installment Christmas Lost and Found, with Davy recapturing his holiday spirit by participating in his church nativity pageant. And Popeye on TV takes the villainous sea hag at Christmas in the 1960 episode Spinach Greetings. Back to Christmas animated TV specials. After Rudolph, Rankin-Bass made Cricket on the Hearth in 1967, adapted from a Charles Dickens story, and Little Drummer Boy in 1968, another Animagic special, but one that incorporates the story of the nativity. However, the 1970s would see Rankin-Bass recapture some of the lightning-in-a-bottle success they had with Rudolph. In 1970, they debuted the stop-motion classic Santa Claus is Coming to Town, with the unforgettable Burgermeister Meisterburger as the foe to Kris Kringle. This hour-long TV special also has one of the best soundtracks, with music by Maury Laws and lyrics by Jules Bass. 1974 would see Rankin Bass release Twas the Night Before Christmas, which takes its inspiration from the Clement Moore poem and tells parallel stories about a human family and a family of mice. That same year, Rankin Bass debuted The Year Without a Santa Claus, Another stop-motion animated special, this one featuring the rival brothers The Snow Miser and The Heat Miser. The Year Without a Santa Claus struck such a chord with viewers that its success led to the 2006 live-action NBC TV movie starring Harvey Firestein as The Heat Miser and Michael McKean as The Snow Miser. Who played Santa Claus? Yep, you guessed it, John Goodman. Then, in 2008, ABC Family Channel aired a stop-motion animated special entitled A Miser Brothers Christmas, an original story extending the life of the squabbling siblings first seen in A Year Without a Santa Claus. Seeing the success of the earlier golden era animated Christmas TV specials, other animation companies attempted to appeal to holiday viewers too. In 1973, DePatty Frayling jumped in with The Bear Who Slept Through Christmas, voiced by comedian-musician Tommy Smothers. DePatty Frayling also made The Tiny Tree, about a set of woodland creatures who dwell in a meadow near the house where a girl in a wheelchair lives. The music for this TV special was written by Johnny Marks, who also wrote the music for Rudolph. In 1978, DePatty Frayling released A Pink Christmas, featuring The Pink Panther, a proven property DePatty Frayling had animated in the opening credit sequences of the first Peter Sellers Inspector Clouseau movie. They also animated the 1960s Pink Panther TV series. A Pink Christmas is remarkable because it is an adaptation of an O. Henry holiday short story entitled The Cop and the Anthem, 
a story familiar to Red Skelton fans as he performed a version of the same story in the mid-50s on TV that was rerun every Christmas for years. And in 1979, DePatty Frayling worked with Chuck Jones to bring to life the Warner Brothers characters in Bugs Bunny's Looney Christmas Tales, three segments of Yuletide stories featuring Bugs Bunny, Yosemite Sam, Porky Pig, Tweety Bird, the Tasmanian Devil, Wile E. Coyote, and the Roadrunner. In the 1970s, Chuck Jones continued with several more animated Christmas TV specials, including 1973's A Very Merry Cricket, a gorgeous sequel to his earlier success, A Cricket in Times Square. And in 1978, Jones released Raggedy Ann and Andy in the Great Santa Claus Caper, a story about the doll siblings protecting Santa and his toys from a greedy inventor called the Big Bad Wolf, who looks remarkably like Wile E. Coyote. Throughout the 1970s, other animation companies took advantage of the opportunities realized by the successes of the Golden Era animated TV specials. Filmation debuted Fat Albert's Christmas Special in 1977, drawing upon the familiar characters of the regular TV series Fat Albert and the Cosby Kids. Filmation also made A Snow White Christmas in 1980, based on the fairy tale characters. And Nelvana, an up-and-coming Canadian animation company, released A Cosmic Christmas in 1977, a science fiction holiday story about aliens landing on Earth to understand the meaning of the Yuletide celebration. Nelvana also created the animated segment within the live-action Star Wars Holiday Special in 1978, giving TV viewers their first introduction to the character Boba Fett, who wouldn't be seen on the big screen until 1980's The Empire Strikes Back. Much smaller independent animation shops also created some of the most original and remarkable Christmas animated TV specials of the 70s. Most of these would air on TV in syndication for many years throughout the decade. John Leach and Isabel Jean Rankin directed 1974's The Gift of Winter, which tapped into the 70s political zeitgeist of people coming together to work towards a solution to systemic problems. 1970 saw the debut of The Night the Animals Talked, featuring music by master songwriters Sammy Kahn and Jules Stein. A Lutheran Ministries group also got into the animated Christmas TV specials business by sponsoring a series of programs featuring a young boy named Benji and his sheepdog Waldo. I'm talking about 1970's Christmas Is and 1974's The City That Forgot About Christmas. Bill Melendez, the animator for A Charlie Brown Christmas, created another memorable Christmas TV special. 1974's Yes, Virginia, There is a Santa Claus, adapted from the true life story about the reply to a little girl's letter to a New York City newspaper at the turn of the 20th century. Yes, Virginia also includes a title song performed by Jimmy Osmond, the youngest of the first generation of the multi-talented Osmond brothers. Much like DePatty Frayling, Hanna-Barbera was busy making Saturday morning cartoon series in the 1970s and 80s. Yet, Hanna-Barbera debuted Casper's First Christmas in 1979, the feature-length Yogi's First Christmas in 1980, and Yogi's All-Star Comedy Christmas Caper in 1982. All three of these Christmas animated TV specials wisely incorporated many of the favorite characters from the Hanna-Barbera stable. Who doesn't love a family reunion at Christmas? Throughout the 1980s, the power of Christmas animated TV specials was recognized as commercially successful for networks and popular with viewers. 
Whereas many TV specials are aired only once, animated Christmas specials are often re-aired year after year. The 1980s would rely more and more on proven character properties by animation companies to draw upon viewers' loyalties to comic strips and greeting card lines, but also to sell toys and merchandise. The 1980s would see the debut of quite a few Christmas animated specials adapted from comic strips, including 1987's A Garfield Christmas, 1982's Ziggy's Christmas Gift, 1981's BC A Christmas Special, 1979's A Family Circus Christmas, and 1985's For Better or For Worse, The Bestest Present. Toy lines also had their own 1980s animated Christmas TV specials, including The Cabbage Patch Kids' First Christmas in 1984, Deck the Halls with Wacky Walls from 1983, The Smurfs' Christmas Special in 1982, and Tis a Season to be Smurfy in 1987, the Glow Friends Save Christmas in 1985, Christmas Comes to Packland in 1982, and the Christmas-themed episode from the animated series G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero in 1985, just to name a few. My favorite of these is 1982's Ziggy's Gift, featuring the comic strip character Ziggy, created by Tom Wilson. In the story, Ziggy doesn't speak a word, but raises money as a bell-ringing Santa Claus, collecting donations and giving to the needy. The soundtrack music was created by Grammy winner Harry Nilsson, and the animation was directed by Richard Williams, the same man who directed the Academy Award-winning animated version of A Christmas Carol in 1971. Ziggy's Gift claimed the top prize that year by winning the Emmy for Best Animated Program. TV in the 1980s also gave a platform for some of the more outstanding artists in the field to get creative at Christmas. In 1987, CBS debuted a Claymation Christmas Celebration, a collection of six clay animated segments bringing life to treasured Christmas carols, connected by a framing story of two dinosaurs. This gorgeous-looking Claymation is directed by Will Vinton, the master of stop-motion clay animation. Most people remember this animated classic because of the segment with the California Raisins, which Vinton had animated for a series of TV commercials at that time. They performed a Motown-inspired version of the song, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, which has been lovingly parodied several times over the years in other Christmas programs. A Claymation Christmas celebration was so impressive that it won an Emmy for Best Animated Program that year. Bakshi Animation produced 1988's Christmas in Tattertown. Ralph Bakshi is the legendary animator that made Fritz the Cat, Lord of the Rings, and Cool World. This Christmas special was an original pilot for a series which never got picked up, so it spends more story time developing characters than it does exploring Christmas. However, Christmas in Tattertown features a 1920s and 30s cartoon look and style, much to the delight of modern animation fans. This program has the distinction of being the very first original animated TV special for Nickelodeon. In 1978, illustrator R.O. Blackman produced the PBS Christmas TV special Simple Gifts, a collection of six gently animated short stories about gift giving, featuring the illustration talents of Maurice Sendak, Fontaine Fox, James McMullen, Seymour Quast, Charles B. Slackman, and Blackman himself. And a decade later, in 2001, Bill Plimpton followed suit with his own outstanding animated special, 12 Tiny Tales, 
featuring 12 brief and absurd Christmas stories showing off Plimpton's unique style and wit in a half-hour span. In the 1990s and 2000s, cable TV networks expanded animation on TV. While there may have been fewer newly produced animated TV specials, the number aired increased as cable networks rebroadcast older content that viewers enjoyed watching year after year. There were more Christmas-themed animated stories produced, but they were created as animated series holiday episodes rather than standalone specials for prime time. Networks such as Nickelodeon and Nick Jr., the Disney Channel and Playhouse Disney, which eventually became Disney Jr., Toon Disney, which eventually became Disney XD, the Cartoon Network, as well as PBS for Kids and others, all produced regular animated series, many with Christmas episodes. Some of the most popular and influential Christmas TV animation from the 1990s and 2000s came from episodes of regular series. In December 1989, the first standalone episode of The Simpsons aired on Fox. You may remember that The Simpsons first started off as shorts for commercial bumpers on The Tracy Ullman Show. The episode Simpsons Roasting on a Fire sees Marge spending the family's budget on tattoo removal for Bart while Homer tries to earn money for Christmas working as the mall Santa and ends up gambling at the dog track on Christmas Eve. It was not only the first half-hour Simpsons story, but one with the cleverness, quick wit, attitude, and pathos that influenced an entire generation of animated primetime series. Substantial Christmas episodes would soon follow from South Park, Family Guy, The Cleveland Show, American Dad, The PJs, King of the Hill, Bob's Burgers, and others. These primetime animated series would reach for adult viewers with more mature taste and senses of humor. Although fewer new animated Christmas TV specials were released in the 90s and 2000s, several good examples still debuted. All of the Other Reindeer aired on Fox in 1999. Voiced by Drew Barrymore, Olive is a dog who thinks Santa needs her to save Christmas, so she journeys to the North Pole to help. Produced by Matt Groening, creator of The Simpsons, All of the Other Reindeer is charming and has its own unique character design. Another memorable animated TV special is the British-made Robbie the Reindeer in Hooves of Fire from 1999. In this clever story, Robbie has to compete in the athletic competition, the Reindeer Games, in order to earn his spot back on the team to pull Santa's sleigh. The half-hour stop-motion animated TV special was made by the same team that created Wallace and Gromit. It was dubbed with American actors for its CBS debut. The creative team went on to create two more specials, Robbie the Reindeer in Legend of the Lost Tribe in 2002 and Robbie the Reindeer in Close Encounters of the Herd Kind in 2007. I think my favorite from this era is The Christmas Orange, which aired on ABC Family Channel in 2002. In this story, adapted from a book by Don Gilmore and illustrated by Marie Louise Gay, a little boy named Anton takes Santa Claus to court to sue him for bringing him only a single orange for Christmas, instead of the 600 gifts he placed on his list. When Santa decides to retire, rather than defend himself against giving a child a miserable holiday experience, the whole city learns there's no more Christmas for anyone else, and Anton has to learn about the holiday spirit quickly. This delightful story faces greed straight on, and with a unique image style and wit, too. In the 2000s, a new trend began in Christmas animated entertainment. 
blockbuster theatrical release animated movies began making holiday shorts to include as bonus material on home video releases and to air on television. The first was, in 2007, Shrek the Halls, a half-hour Christmas story with the characters from the popular Shrek movie franchise by DreamWorks. Mary Madagascar followed in 2009, and Kung Fu Panda Holiday in 2010, both also by DreamWorks. This was followed by 2011's Ice Age, A Mammoth Christmas by 20th Century Fox Animation, The Smurfs, A Christmas Carol by Sony Pictures, and Dragons, Gift of the Night Fury, a holiday story with the characters from the How to Train Your Dragon movies franchise, also by DreamWorks. 2014 saw Toy Story That Time Forgot with the characters from Toy Story by Pixar Disney, and in 2017, Trolls Holiday by DreamWorks and Olaf's Frozen Adventure by Disney. The best part of seeing these on TV is that the characters are always voiced by the original big-budget Hollywood actors and the quality of the animation is the best being made. Whether they are made-for-TV specials or first released on DVD, these holiday shorts all find their way to the small screen. And in 20 years, this is the Christmas animation people will be nostalgic for. An example of the power of nostalgia for animated Christmas specials is seeing how it affects popular culture. The 2010 Christmas episode of the live-action series Community, entitled Abed's Uncontrollable Christmas, was filmed in stop-motion animation to express Abed's passion for animated TV specials. In Abed's delusion, his fellow students all become misfit toys, just like in Rankin-Bass's version of Rudolph. Another example of the power of animated Christmas specials is the 2011 Yuletide episode of the sci-fi series Eureka, entitled do you see what I see? In this story, there's a technological glitch that causes the characters to become animated. Out of control, they change from CGI to traditional animation to claymation to Japanese anime, and we see their appearance flash from resembling a Charlie Brown Christmas to The Simpsons, South Park, and even Scooby-Doo characters, all for Christmas. And in 1995, the family sitcom The Nanny produced a one-off Christmas animated special entitled Oi to the World. The Sheffield family nanny, Fran Fine, has a dream in which all the series' family members are turned into cartoon characters at the North Pole, where Santa can't deliver his toys because of a severe storm. All three of these examples of typically live-action series see an entire episode become animated at Christmas. This is more than a tribute, but a participation and what many of us love so much of the holidays, Christmas animation. What does Christmas animation on TV look like in 2019? These days, proven properties are still very popular for a new holiday TV special. One outstanding special was Elf, Buddy's Musical Christmas, which first aired on NBC in 2014. The hour-long stop-motion animated musical special was adapted from the hit 2010 Broadway musical, based on the 2003 Will Ferrell movie Elf. Another exceptional production was 2016's Amazon Prime Video release, Snowy Day, narrated by Lawrence Fishburne, with voice work by Angela Bassett and Regina King. This charming Christmas story is adapted from the 1962 Caldecott Medal winning book, written and illustrated by Ezra Jack Keats. Even with new Christmas animation being made, 
many of the older favorites can still be seen in prime time. The CW continues to air 2000's Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer, adapted from the Elmo and Patsy novelty song, and 1996's The Story of Santa, which reimagines the origin of Santa Claus with voice work by Ed Asner, Betty White, and Tim Curry. ABC re-airs one or both of the Prep and Landing specials, featuring the elves on the elite team that prepare each home for Santa's arrival. Somewhere on the dial, the two animated TV specials based on the Elf on a Shelf book characters can be seen. I'm talking about 2011's An Elf Story and 2018's Elf Pets, Santa's St. Bernard's Save Christmas. And of course, there are dozens of Christmas TV episodes newly released by animated regular series each year. The schedules of PBS Kids, Disney, Disney XD, Disney Junior, Nick Junior, Amazon, and Netflix all feature scores of animated series for children that include Christmas episodes. In 2018, the series Thomas and Friends and Butterbean Cafe on Nick Jr. featured holiday episodes, as did Let's Go Luna on PBS, Pete the Cat on Amazon, Super Monsters on Netflix, and Muppet Babies and DuckTales on Disney. Fox's Simpsons, Family Guy, and Bob's Burgers are also good for new Christmas episodes. In 2017, Family Guy presented the episode, Don't Be a Dickens at Christmas, a twisted adaptation of Dickens' A Christmas Carol, with Peter visited by the ghost of Patrick Swayze. 2018 brought a new Christmas episode from Bob's Burgers entitled Better Off Sled, with the Belcher children battling teens in a snowball fight to control the local sledding hill, while Linda and Bob knit their three children's scarves for Christmas. And in 2018, The Simpsons debuted the episode, Tis the 30th Season, in which the family takes a trip to an amusement park for the holidays, but ends up returning home to spend time at Moe's Tavern while he's serving dinner for the needy. Cartoon Network's Adult Swim series, such as Robot Chicken and Squidbillies, animation for adult tastes, still release Christmas episodes. In 2017, Robot Chicken debuted the irreverent episode Freshly Baked, the Robot Chicken Santa Claus Pot Cookie Freakouts Special Edition. And also, in 2017, Squidbillies released their second holiday episode, the War on, The War on Christmas, and yes, it's as offensive as you can possibly imagine. But if you're like me, you still tune in to watching Rudolph and A Charlie Brown Christmas each year when they air. Both have aired every single year in prime time on a major network since they were created in the 1960s. That's five decades of TV history. At the time I'm recording this in July 2019, Freeform has now secured the rights to air Frosty the Snowman at the holidays, later this December, thus ending Frosty's 50-year streak of airing on CBS every year since it was created in 1969. What new Christmas animated TV specials will be released? I hope you'll tune in with me and find out. Want to read more about what I've talked about here? I hope you'll check out my books, but you can also look into these reference works for more information. Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol, The Making of the First Animated Christmas Special by Daryl Van Sitters, A Charlie Brown Christmas, The Making of a Tradition by Lee Mendelson and Bill Melendez, The Enchanted World of Rankin Bass by Rick Goldschmidt, 
The Encyclopedia of Animated Cartoons by Jeff Lenberg, Television Specials by Vincent Terrace, and Greg Airbar on the website cartoonresearch.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Joanna Wilson, and you can find out more about me and Christmas on TV in general at my website, www.christmastvhistory.com. I'd love to hear from you. Tell me your thoughts on Christmas TV history and on this podcast. You can find my contact information at that website or on social media. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Tis the Season TV, the name of my encyclopedia. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Again, go to christmastvhistory.com to listen to the rest of the series. And don't forget to go to thatsforentertainment.com to get tickets to ChristmasCon. And even though it's September, it's never too early to send me your Christmas memories to be included in an episode of Christmas Past this year. Just record a voice memo on your phone and send it to christmaspastpodcast at gmail.com. Christmas Past is produced in sunny San Mateo, California by yours truly, Brian Earle. Keep in touch on Twitter and Instagram and in the Christmas Past Facebook group so that we can make the most of the Burr months together. And I'll see you again very soon.